Have you got a copper? Brilliant. Oh, is that a penguin? It's a, pen it's a penguin. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Oh. So, Joe. Yes. Why is your middle name happiness? I'm just curious. You don't have to go into the technical, you know, kind of, just give me the informal version. The informal version, obviously it's not my real middle name. No, and I, yeah. Just because it's the name of my company, The Happiness Club. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So from the time you were a little girl to now, yeah. how, like, what, okay, two questions. Yeah. What does happiness mean to both of those people and also how have you changed oh my god how long have you got um the essentials the core <laughs> <laughs> highlights bullet points um so uh i think the little girl thought that happiness was something that was beyond her bless her cotton oh um yeah and the me now realises that happiness was always there, is always there. We just don't always see it. We yeah. just don't always find it, but it is absolutely present all the time. And it isn't about, and I talk about this a lot, it's not about uh, walking around with a big fake smile on your face and pretending everything's ace. When yeah. It isn't. For me, yeah. happiness is about embracing the whole kit and caboodle. So... Uh, happiness can be this sounds a bit backwards but happiness can be being utterly miserable yeah um, because in the going through of that misery or that anger or that frustration or that stress or that whatever it is you're going through you come out the other side yeah into a happier place so it's kind of like that you know, I think it's that age-old thing, isn't it? That we we need the polarities to be able to kind of appreciate, you know, that there that there is a spectrum, and that you know we're not just kind of in this little place here. That it does go kind of slide up and down, and we can be at different points. And I'm I'm really interested though because I know that so many of us come to these realizations from having gone through something really kind of dark in some way. So I wonder if that's something you're you're willing to share even a little bit of. Yeah, absolutely. Um and, and I think I mean one of my biggest learnings from I've changed a shit ton. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, we have been definitely swearing. I don't. I think it just it comes up automatically. I don't think you can help it. <laughs> um, so, obviously, over the years, I'm quite old now, so I've changed. <laughs> you're not old. Um, I reckon old. you're about a quarter, maybe a third of your lifetime at the moment. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, go back to that. <laughs> um, so so yeah I've changed a lot and um and I've learned a lot and I think that's part of what well that's that is what life is isn't it that life yeah. is for us to experience and to learn the stuff as we go and to be open to learning it and to be open to embracing all of those emotions and feeling that whole range like you say yeah um and allowing ourselves to do that but because the rubbish ones feel rubbish, we don't like, obviously, it's not pleasant, is it? We don't like experiencing them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 one of the things that I learned really was that one of the biggest learnings of my life was that my childhood wasn't normal. Okay. It felt normal. Yes. Fine. It does, yeah. It felt very normal. Because you're in it. Yeah. You're, yeah. And this is just what it is. It wasn't until I, probably actually till my early 20s, that I really properly realised that what I, was, what I had experienced wasn't what everybody else experienced. And actually in relation to other people that I've met along the way who've had some seriously traumatic childhoods, it wasn't that bad either. It just wasn't, it wasn't your 2.4 children. Yeah. That, 
I don't even know if there is. I don't know if that's a fallacy, but um, probably, yeah, probably, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I mean, my parents split when I was really young. Uh, my dad remarried. My mum took had a partner who was an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. That was a turbulent relationship. Um, I found out when I went for therapy that I blamed myself for them splitting up. Um, my mum and dad which obviously had absolutely nothing to do with me, but I was five at the time, so it yeah. was easier to say, I must be the most horrible, terrible child ever. Oh. Um, I know, bless me. Um, and the examples that I was set, the stuff that I witnessed as I was growing up, I then started repeating, because that's what we do, isn't it? So when I was old enough to have relationships, I then started repeating all the dysfunctional stuff that I'd grown up with. Yeah. Um, found myself very close at the age of 27 to marrying an alcoholic which would have been hysterical uh luckily I woke up just in time wow good for you though I mean 27 honestly is still really young to be recognizing that kind of stuff well and that's because I had started having therapy when I was 25 because when I was 25 I did hit that place my, my biological dad bless his cottons dropped dead of a heart attack right when I was 25 he was 50 and that sort of catapulted me into the world of therapy which yeah. I before that point had thought was a load of yeah utter bunkum like total rubbish why yeah. are you that to yourself um and obviously that it transformed my way of thinking it it made me realize that actually actually maybe some of the stuff wasn't entirely normal yeah wow um, yeah yeah I mean that's an absolute nuts and like nutshell description yeah of, and, and I mean it's because I started therapy at the age of 25 that led me on my path on my journey to doing what I do now that's how I came to be where, because once you've had that, I think, when, I don't know your story, but once you've had that transformational effect in your life. Yeah, you have I to pass it on. Yeah. You, you just have to. I mean, honestly, I would not have chosen this path in a million years for myself. And fortunately, I have, you know, I've found, I've evolved over the years to find ways, because I, I am an extreme introvert. And I really, you know, I've really struggled with with the whole idea of being public facing in multiple ways. And um, yeah, I've, you know, but I've, I've, I'm so fortunate, fortunate, but also, you know, I am my own. I it's taking agency as as well, isn't it, of your own life? In that I've created, um, I've taken that drive, and I've created something that really fits with who I am now it's it's taken a while i think i think i just about got there with them with all the lockdowns and everything i think um that kind of forced me to create you know to 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 even hone it even more than i had already so yeah yeah but um i i totally resonate with that that feeling that that life purpose you know taking for me kind of literally a lifetime of chronic illness of multiple compounding chronic illnesses and um and all of the kind of childhood stuff that I went through as well that you know um kind of emotional abuse and neglect and um taking that and transforming it for myself but then also helping others to transform it because unfortunately it's um it's prevalent you know it's 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 everywhere everybody's got this stuff in one form or another and we need to transform it if we're gonna birth a better world <laughs> so isn't it that's it that's the point isn't it i mean you said before about the polarities it is about experiencing the contrast so that we can determine what it is that we want you know so yeah. that we can create what it is that we want but if we don't know what we want in the first place how the bloody hell do you create it yes Yes, and it takes layers and layers of kind of unpeeling as well because, you know, the things that we're taught to want, that's that's kind of where you've got to start. 
So it's always about money and about kind of external validation. You know, that's what we're taught is is what success success means. And um, especially for women, maybe, but I but I also believe for men as well, especially now, is that we're all recognizing that you can you can grind yourself into the ground for money and for external validation and and get nowhere. You know that you're still extremely unhappy. And um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. It's about it's about um, you know one of the. I mean, it's a cliche, but it's about love yourself first, isn't it? It is about yeah. you know start there, start with you, because if you don't do the looking after you thing, you can't look after anyone else. Totally, totally. You your, your energy will go. The number of people I speak to, and men and women, and they can't sleep, they have no energy, and I ask them what they do to look after themselves. I don't have time to look after myself. Yeah, I know, and that's that's just tragic, honestly. That that's what we've been taught. It is, it is, and it is just stuff that we've picked up from wherever we've picked it up over the years. From people who picked it up when they were children, from the people they picked it up from, who picked it up from the people they picked it up from. <laughs> yeah, and we pass it down almost like a torch as well. It's like you've got to keep carrying this torch, even though it's it's doing you no good whatsoever. It's just burning everything down in your, <laughs> your life. That's it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, I, I I am totally on board with that, and I love that your your kind of purpose is to to spread and help people create happiness. I think that's a really wonderful mission. Are there any particular kind of things that you that you kind of you really dive into with people, or you know, is there, is there something that you learned specifically, or a tool that you use that you kind of pass on to people? Oh, so many. Um, my favourite, my absolute favourite, is appreciation, mm. um, which is, in my opinion, vastly underrated. I totally agree. Yeah, <laughs> not enough people practice it. A lot of people practice gratitude, which isn't quite the same thing. Yeah, um, and gratitude absolutely um, is awesome as well. Yeah, um, I practice both every day. But for me, appreciation is. Alongside love and joy, it's the purest, most positive emotion you can ever, ever experience. So, for, so, for, so for people who, who might not understand what you mean, what the distinction is, can you just go over that? Yeah. So, so for me, gratitude is, for me, gratitude has the vibration of having overcome something, of having overcome a difficulty and being thankful for that thing okay whereas appreciation you don't have to have overcome anything it's just a cleaner vibration to me okay you don't have to have overcome anything to experience it you can literally look at i'm trying to look at something on my desk now you can literally look at something yeah a glass heart on my desk yeah and i can spend a minute two minutes five minutes ten minutes however long i want appreciating that Without having to worry about where it came from or what I did to get it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Gratitude, gratitude is about, which is why it's so powerful, is about acknowledging what you've overcome, things that you're thank, you're pleased that you've got in your life. It's almost like an achievement, I guess. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. yeah. And, and so for me, gratitude can sometimes, not always, but it can sometimes have a bit of a heavier vibration to it. Um, I found um, in my own in my own practice over the years but also um, I found you know kind of trying to help other people as well is um, is that gratitude it's so easy to fall into well I'm grateful for my marriage I'm grateful for my house I'm grateful for my kids and it's almost like ticking off a list of things you know you should be grateful for and you are but it's almost kind of like, well, yes, yes, yes. And it's the same list or a very similar list every time. Instead of kind of really going into 
actually, what is it right now? Like right in this moment, I feel like I can, that fills me up with that feeling of gratitude or appreciation. And, and it really has to be embodied for it to work. Yeah. And it could just be the fact that, you know, you're sitting on something really comfortable. <laughs> yeah, or the, the cup of tea you're having is just really like, it's just the perfect temperature. Or do you know what I mean? It could be something so, so tiny. And yet you can have such a visceral reaction that spreads through the body, that releases those hormones, those feel-good hormones. And yeah, it doesn't have to be kind of like, well, you know, I'm so grateful because I'm alive and, you know, I have a house and yeah, all of the things. Absolutely. Absolutely. One, of the, one of the tools that I teach the members of my happiness club is, um, is something called the, well, and I teach literally to anyone that will listen to me talk, really. Um, <laughs> is is a, an exercise called the glad exercise which is like um sort of like doing your gratitude journal at the end of the day but i i ask people to they can write them down or they can say them out loud I yeah i'm saying things out loud because they go in here and they have a nice impact in here and like you say it's about embodying that feeling yeah um, even if you're writing them down um obviously still has an impact but it, it's about sitting at the end of every day and thinking back over that day, that particular day, and finding all the things you can that you're glad about. And yeah. I purposely use that language that I'm glad about this and I'm glad that this happened. I'm glad that I had that cup of tea and I'm glad that I had that chat with my daughter and I'm glad I could hear my daughter laughing in the other room to something she's watching on YouTube. Just the sound of her laughter is just awesome. I'm glad that my cats came and cuddled me. Nothing like massive, but they're things that have A, actually happened during your day. Um, they take you away from, like you say, that autopilot, I'm grateful for this, that and the other. Yeah. Which is still a great exercise, but like you say, can just become routine. Because when you're doing it every day and you're doing the glads, it's different things every day. Because you yeah. Do yeah. Every day. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, but also I use that language purposely because in the people that I've worked with over the years, I've met numerous people that really struggle with the idea of feeling grateful. Yes. I was going to ask you about that, actually, yeah. because right. is it OK if I interrupt you? Yeah, of course it is. Go on. Um, I had this conversation with my husband just yesterday. So he's really struggling at the moment. And um, he, yesterday he was having a really low day and I was, you know, I was, I was trying to say to him if he could just begin to think, begin to shift his kind of default reaction from feeling very critical about everything, you know, and kind of deflecting that back into something that he is just really grateful for right now and of course because he was so you know and we've all been there right we've you know I know how I have as well I know I am still sometimes mm. he said I, you know I'm just not I just can't do that right now I'm not in that I'm not in that mode right now and I said very insensitively because you know I was being impatient <laughs> I was like well it's the easiest thing in the world just to sink down into it but it's a practice and the, the more you practice, the easier it gets or that, you know, the, the kind of you, you've got experience of kind of accessing it. And I think I um, I think I brought it back a little bit. I brought back my patience a little bit for him. But uh, yeah, it was kind of like <sighs> I really struggle with that, especially when it's family. Yeah. But I really struggle. So I would love to know how you would approach that with somebody. So. So I would start with that language change, because like I say, grateful feels really freaking hard sometimes. Okay, yeah. When you're in that low place to, to say, or if you've, you know, which is very much how I felt a long time ago, if you've been dealt such a shitty deck of cards, 
you know, it's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> to be grateful for something. Do you have yeah. any idea how shit life is or how crap I feel? Yeah. Um, whereas you sit down at the end of the day and even if you're in a low place, you can look back over the day and say, well, actually, do you know what? I'm glad that my wife cared enough about me to try and help me. I'm glad that even though I couldn't meet her there, that um, that we have that kind of relationship. Yeah. I'm glad that I got some space to myself. I'm glad, and you can find things. It's kind of the same, but it isn't at all. Yeah. Yeah, it totally it's, does. It's yeah. a really subtle language shift that makes a massive difference. I, I've 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 had numerous messages from people. Who've, who've been on a workshop or seen me speak or whatever and they'll contact me a week or so later to say I have so many people that have suggested I do a gratitude journal and I've never been able to do it but I've been yeah. glad every day for the last week and they changed the way I see my life oh I love that it's gorgeous it's just gorgeous um so so that that would be a starting point for me would be to change the language around yeah um and again it's like when you're talking to someone about being grateful sometimes it can feel a bit like you're hitting the do you know what I mean can you see that you've got a house and <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean it's a bit like hitting them over the head with all the stuff they should Wake be up. <laughs> should be happy but you're not and yeah. that, I mean, good God, that doesn't make anyone feel better, does it? That makes yeah. them feel even worse because now they can't even see the stuff. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. The glads for me just has that. It ju it's just a lighter vibration. It's softer. It's, yeah. yeah, even the language, you know, the the sounds are softer, isn't it? You know, that I'm glad rather than gratitude. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not dissing gratitude in the yeah. slightest. It's gorgeous and it's a brilliant, beautiful practice. And I do it every morning. I do, I do gratitudes. I do grateful for you know things I'm grateful for every morning and every evening. I do my glads, and I get messages from members of my club all the time who say, "Oh my God, I have had the day from hell. <laughs> I did not feel even slightly like doing my glads today, but because we do them, I post in the club to say, "Come on, then." Let's do our glads, and not everyone joins in, but it's a little nudge to. Yeah. Um, and you nudged me, so I did them, and it's it's turned my whole my perception of my whole day on its head. Yeah, it does because you you forget. Yeah. All the details, and because our brains are tr literally wired to remember the negative stuff, so that you know it might at some point help our survival. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Um, that's what we focus on and that's what we accumulate and that's what kind of gets our anxieties going and whereas when you bring back oh actually there were there was this whole list of things that my day comprised of that were great or just nice that's it that's it totally it's I, I always say to people there's always good stuff yeah or even in the day from hell there yeah. is good stuff. We're just not taught to go find it. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're trained the other way for that reason, like you say, to protect ourselves, to survival. But, oh, my God, survival's so much nicer if you, <laughs> if you can appreciate what you're glad about. <laughs> yes, definitely. And I can really, really relate to that. Having, you know... Honestly, I still have some some bad days, like physically, which then then knock on kind of mentally, emotionally as well. But um, but I think back to my worst times, you know, when I was kind of lying in the bath for hours on end, trying to find some relief from my my skin issues and inflammation, you know, and having like insomnia so bad that I just didn't sleep for months and months and months um so I would then end up and this was when my my children were toddlers so I would literally being being the only caregiver because my husband was at work um just fall asleep on them for 20 minutes 
I just I black out because I wasn't sleeping during the night and um yeah I just conk out and they just have to like get on <laughs> play by themselves but I think back to that time and how horrific it was um and I can still pinpoint moments where I kind of literally didn't really have an alternative because if I didn't find something good in the moment to focus on, I would have given up. Yeah. Completely. So, and that, I can describe it actually as a warmth spreading through the body. And it's, you know, it was a soothing kind of almost like a kind of comforting, blanketing warmth that calms down all of the the bodily and, and mental and emotional kind of anxiety and um, tension and, and, you know, whatever else is going on. And it could just be as simple as focusing on, you know, my daughter playing and just really enjoying herself mm. and allowing that focus to fill you up. Even in, even in that, you know, really traumatic kind of, you're going through all kinds of shit and you could just focus on that so easily. But, but then that's an end point for everything. Whereas you can open up and focus on something else mm. and it gives you, gives yeah. you so much more. Yeah. yeah. And that that's for me that's the magic of appreciation because you can you can purposely practice that in any moment of any day regardless of what's happening to you in that moment. You can yeah. absolutely choose to and I hesitate to use that because a lot of personal development people call, you know, well, you can choose to do, you can choose to be happy, you can choose to not think that thing. And yes, you can, but sometimes you can't. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> honestly, sometimes as well, I find for myself that sometimes I, it's almost like I need to choose the opposite deliberately. It's like I could choose gratitude right now, but actually I'm going to choose to be really pissed off and critical for an hour or so. And then just to get through it. <laughs> it's like I have to process that and then and then it's like I can actually enter into that stuff or you know it's less likely to be an hour it's more likely to be 10 minutes or something but you, you get my gist yeah yeah, yeah totally and then yeah I mean I stopped talking about uh positive and negative emotions yes I don't even know how long ago I I mean when I started out doing what I do um, when I started out as a jobbing hypnotherapist and my mission was to help people not ever feel shit, like to not, not, to not feel those negative emotions, to release them, to get rid of the fuckers. Right. But um, actually the more experienced I've gotten, the more work I've done and the more I've developed me, um, the more I realized there are no negative emotions. Yeah. They, they, they are all there for a reason. They all have a job to do. They're all there to tell you something. They yes. have to deliver. And in our not wanting to experience them because they feel crap, we try and run away from them or ignore them or hide them or push them down or repress them or suppress them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because we don't want to feel them because they feel horrid. Yeah. But in doing that, A, bizarrely, we end up holding on to them. Yeah, you know, not wanting to feel them, we make yeah. them stronger, and we don't allow them to deliver their message. So they 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 come back. They keep coming back, and they keep knocking on the door. And and and, and sadly, the root of so many chronic illnesses as well, because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just stuff festering over years and years and years, and and never being addressed, and suppressed often so much that you don't even know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, that's it, and um, and so yeah. For me, there aren't. There's no such thing as a negative emotion. In that, there's emotions that feel horrid, that are difficult, that are challenging. But it is about. I I did a series of talks last year in the first lockdown, um, and 
I was talking about this over and over again. And, and one day I, I heard this come, and you'll get this if you have children. Um, I started hearing myself talk about the book, um, We're Going on a Bear Hunt. Yes. Read that one. And I said, I've read that with my children. My daughters are 13 and 11 now. But I must have read that book a gazillion times with my kids. I loved it. They loved it. I only, I only realized last year when I was doing a series of talks and I kind of went, oh, my God, it's about your emotions. <laughs> I never realized when I was reading it to my children, never yeah. even occurred to me. I was like, oh, my God, that's what, because that's what your emotions, you know, they come up against all those obstacles during the search for this bear. And every time they come up one up against one, it says, we can't go over it, we can't go under it, we can't go around it. We have to go through it. And I yeah. like, oh, that's, your, that's what it is for your emotions. When we come up to those emotions, we try to go over them, under them, round them, avoid them, get away from them. But actually what we need to do is go through them. We yeah. Go through them so we can come out the other side. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I don't think I'd realised that either. I think I just thought it's about going through difficulties or challenges or, you know, stuff that comes up in our lives. But yeah, that makes so much sense. Mm. And that's such a gorgeous metaphor because it's true. We have to, you know, I think there's no, um, there's no uh, shame at all in um, kind of putting things aside whilst you you know I find that for myself sometimes sometimes I can just go straight into something and go right I'm just I'm gonna deal with this um I'm gonna you know I'm gonna I'm gonna let that energy process through me I'm gonna do some things actively like breath work or whatever it is to kind of help it along and there are some times where you you just have to shelve it for a while you just have to say I can't look at that right now yeah Totally. And, and that might might be quite a while. Yeah, and that for me, that's that's where the choice thing truly comes in, you know. Um, I, I, and I think that's part of the work that I do is is helping people realise that they have that choice, helping them come off that autopilot way of living where they just let life smack them in the face <laughs> every five seconds, which is how I used to live, where you just kind of walk through going, oh, okay, walk. <laughs> Righty ho, uh, and just believing that that's what life is when it isn't. It yeah. Um, to come off that autopilot way of living, to realise that you can choose. That actually, do you know what? That thing is too difficult for me to look at right now. So I'm not gonna. Yes. I'm gonna choose to bury that. I'm very consciously aware that I am burying that. Yeah. And at some point, that probably will come back and bite me in the ass. But I'm good yeah. with it for now. Yeah, well, also, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely a choice, you know. Uh, again, I think a lot of people feel like if they find out something that's wrong with them, then they have to change it. You're like, A, there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> nothing yeah. at all. And yeah. you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you in the first place. Yeah. You've picked up some beliefs that aren't doing you any favours. And you can work on those if you want to. Yeah. You don't got it. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you for saying that. That's so, so, If I think if there's one thing that, honestly, everybody, I'd love everybody to know, it's, it's that they're not broken. It can feel so true that you are, and yet, and, you know, this is, I believe this is, part of coming back to what is what is at your own core truth what is what is so true for you that you know you could take everything else away and it would still be there is that we are all whole and it's just about reconnecting to that wholeness and and appreciating it yeah yeah that's it exactly and and Sometimes you need someone to shine a light on that awareness for you. That's definitely. That I definitely did. And yeah, I, and I still do. I get help all the time from yeah, many. You know, um, because because it's so easy to get back into being a human being <laughs> and forgetting that actually that's not really what we are or who we are. 
or how we are. Yeah. Yeah. Or human doing, like we're just doing. Yeah, 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 totally, isn't it? Absolutely. It is about having having that helping hand to shine a light on on things you can do. Again, if you want to, not yeah. Not that you have to. I yeah. have a I have a contact on my social media who is steadfast in their misery. Absolutely steadfast in it. They are not giving it up for love nor money. And that's their choice. Yeah. That's absolutely their choice. They're either not at the point of readiness or they're good with that, thanks. Yeah, and I think that's that raises an important point about, you know, um your own boundaries as well around you know, not trying to, not feeling like you have to fix other people, but also not being drawn into it. If it's not what, if it's not what you resonate with, and if it's not what you need most in your kind of world, you don't have to become part of that world. You can just, you can draw a boundary around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And and I've come to that uh, realization fairly recently, actually, not in the last, I would say, in the last twelve months. Because I'm because I'm a helper. Yes. So so especially on social media, when you see someone suffering, yeah, instinctive urge is to jump in and help, and yeah. and I wouldn't go so far as to save them, but to jump in and help, definitely. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. I'm especially guilty with my family, and um, because it's my family, I'm also. I don't know what it is about the people that you live with. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. But um, with other people, they'll have, you know, kind of boundless compassion and kind of patience and the ability to hold space and all of that. But that goes out the window pretty much with my family. And I'm trying to bring it back. I don't want to be a therapist for my family, but, you know, I still want to, I have these tools, I have this ability, so I want to be able to share it if it's needed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the boundaries are so hard, though, honestly. It is. I think you have to allow yourself to be a human being. Yes. In, in your private space, don't you? But I have the exact same thing. I have way more compassion and patience. <laughs> People I don't know, yeah, than with the people that are the most important people in my world to me, and and I have, you know, like you say, over the years I've tried to help when my children especially have faced things. Yeah, daughter, one of my eldest daughter's catchphrases is, "Mummy, I don't believe the same things you do." Oh. And and if they come to me with a problem and I start talking, nine times out of ten, one of them will say. Okay, enough with the inspirational speeches. <laughs> well, it's like a dagger. <laughs> it used to be. It just makes me giggle now because I'm like, oh, okay, I've done it again. <laughs> try to, I've tried to therapize my my family, and I'm not their therapist. They'll find yeah. their, own, they'll find their own support as and when they need it. I just need to be their mum. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, you know, I, I'm definitely getting to that point as well where it's just kind of like, okay, they know where I am. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? It is. It is. It's funny. Oh, Joe, what motivates you to keep, I was going to say keep getting up at each day, actually. Maybe that is true right now because, you know, I don't know about your start of the year but for January and February for for me and for a lot of people I know have been really really tough what may motivates you to get up and to keep doing what you're doing and all of the all of the stuff so I would say in a word love um I get up every morning to be with the people that I love, um, and that includes me. Um, nice. To, to spend time with the people that I love, 
I generally, especially during lockdown, when my, I don't have the rush and hurry of the school run. Oh, yes. No, I'm not looking forward to that next week, but anyway. Um, I generally get a good hour, hour and a half in the quiet of the morning just for me, um, which is utter bliss. Yeah. And sometimes I use it wisely and I meditate and I journal and I do all the Zen things and sometimes I piss about on my phone. Um, but it's my time. Yeah. Um, and then I start waking the rest of the Howard family up and I do it with love every morning because that's, I love them. There's there's no, and I want to spend time, I don't want my children to go back to school in the slightest, but anyway, they can't wait. Um, so that, and then in terms of my work, again, it's, it's because I love what I do. And I love people that I work with and I I want them to experience that love for themselves. I want them to be able to feel it. Not from me. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. So so I would say that's probably my biggest I've never answered that question that way before, isn't that amazing? But um I would say that would be my biggest motivator in whatever I'm doing, whether it's work or personal. Gorgeous. It's it's love, yeah. That's really oh, yeah. That's... Asking that question because that's just made me realise that. Thanks. Aww. Okay. I think I think it's you know we we become so used to kind of answering things in well a more professional way, I suppose. <laughs> Yes. And um, and this is partly, honestly, why I want to do these kind of interviews is to kind of go beyond all of that um, for ourselves as well as our audiences. Because I think right now, and uh, it has been pointed out to me that it's not just right now, but maybe for the last several hundred years, <laughs> that we need so much more of this. We, I really feel that, that we need so much more of getting to the truth of what really matters and what is under all of the kind of, you know, stuff that we've just been conditioned, sorry, don't know what, um, conditioned to, you know, kind of accept that is important. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like you, well, that harks back to what you said before did, did, about, you know, what we believe is important. Um, I mean, that was one of the biggest learnings when my dad passed away. I could, all I can remember for the first few months after he passed away was I kind of had this phrase just banging in my head every five seconds and it was it doesn't matter and all of this stuff that I had spent the 25 years to that point believing was important wasn't <laughs> oh wow yeah and it was like all these things that I used to get wound up and upset about Every time I experienced them after he died, that phrase just came in where it doesn't matter. Wow. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's all I could think in relation to pretty much every entire life. Not that my life didn't matter, just that all the things that were in it that I thought that I was putting my attention on, that I thought I was doing the right thing with, just, no, nah, it doesn't matter. There, there really is only one thing that matters, and I think that is love. Yes. Yes. Ah, and what a fantastic foundation, you know, to live each day by. You know, what 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 better foundation could you have, honestly? Thank you. That was such a such a profound answer. Oh. What else should we talk about? (laughs) Is there a time where you feel like That you so I know that you've gone through some kind of quite transformative um times yourself, perhaps within those times or maybe other times have you do you feel like you've really connected not just to what matters but perhaps more to like a much deeper truth within yourself yourself and perhaps the universe oh i i think that that's the ultimate learning isn't it that's and that's what a lot of people spend their lives chasing isn't it is to find that deeper truth 
Um, and I know I've definitely been, I don't really want to use the word guilty, but that's the only word that's coming into my head. I've definitely been guilty of, you know, doing course after course and therapy after therapy and da, 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 because I want to find that piece of the deeper connection. Do you um, feel though that, that perhaps you've had glimpses of it, that maybe you haven't been able to see it in its fullest, but you've or you've ha- you've been able to feel kind of almost touch it. Oh, definitely. And I mean, I've had times when I've touched it. Um, definitely. And 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 it happens. It's like I said before about reminding ourselves that we're not really human beings. You know, we forget who we really are. We forget what we really are um in the busy day-to-dayness of being a human being yeah and i have moments almost every day where i get that little inkling of oh yeah no that's not what it is (laughs) (laughs) and how does that feel to you when you have that inkling uh it well sometimes it feels like love sometimes it feels like joy Sometimes it feels like utter peace, mm. utter, utter peace, where you go, oh, you know, when you're right in the middle of worrying about, I don't know, where your next chunk of money's coming from, yeah. or about where your next bit of business is coming from, or worrying about how you're going to pay the bills this month, or, or what to make for your 18th meal this day, yeah. or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or what you, all those things you've forgotten to do, or blah, blah, when you're in the middle of worrying about that to have that realization and go oh yeah no because that's not what any of this is about yeah so it's fine it doesn't really matter yeah for me that that yeah i would say the main one is that feeling of utter peace and is there a way that you you bring yourself back because obviously it happens spontaneously sometimes, but is there a way that you can intentionally bring yourself back to it as well? Oh, yeah. And that's, again, where the appreciation practice would come in. Yeah. If I, you know, uh, but I mean, it really can be just as simple as going in your own head, going, hang on a minute, love. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember that this, doesn't, this isn't it at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, got, I remember now. Um, I love it. There's lots of different ways to to bring yeah. yourself back, and the breath. I mean, using your breath is a ridiculously beautiful, simple, and utterly free way yeah. of of bringing yourself back into a place, back to center, back into that place of calm. Um, just talking about, yeah, talking about trying to teach our families. That's something I keep keep trying to teach my daughter. And she's much more bodily aware um, than her brother is. But even so, she's she's very much a kind of anxious little being. <laughs> and whenever I try and get her to um, to breathe, she just goes, I can't. <laughs> How old is she? Uh, she is now 10. But she's been saying that for a few years. <laughs> I can't, mummy. Oh, no, neither of my children. I've taught. I've tried to teach them all ty- all kinds of breathing exercises, and neither of them will have a- anything to do. No. I hope that they just come back to it when they're older. I hope I that it's it's in there somewhere. I, I think it is. I used to do stuff with them when they were really diddy, when they were toddlers like two, three, four, five, before they learned that my word wasn't law. Um, yeah. That they didn't have to do everything that I said. Yeah. To that point, then it went out the window. But um, when they still thought every word that came out of my mouth was the be-all and end-all. Oh. So, so I live in that hope that, that we will go back to that place where they, they go, oh, yeah, no, we used to do this when we were little. Let's give that a try. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> we'll let each other know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I want to be mindful of your time. Um, and I would just love to ask you one last question. 
And that is, what do you believe is at the heart of our, of humanity's truth? Wow, that's a question and a half. What do Isn't I mean? The heart of, of humanity's truth. Um, I, honestly, again, I know I sound like a stuck record, but I'm going to come back to love. I, I mean, I very much believe that we we are love that's that we come into this world as pure positive beautiful gorgeous brand spanking <sighs> energy and that energy is love that's who we truly are and we walk through life and it gets covered up with the mud of everyday life yeah and we forget that we forget that that's who we are and we believe that we're the mud yes that's what we I I do a I use an analogy of a pair of wellies and I say to people imagine a pair of wellies and you've gone off they're beautiful and brand spanking new you've just bought them and you go for a walk across the field and they get absolutely covered in mud and you come back and you can't see you can't see what color they were you can't see the pattern or the yeah or whatever you can just see all the mud on the wellies and I say to people, that's that's us. We come in as the brand new wellies. <sighs> we walk through life, we get covered in mud. Mud and manure and everything. <laughs> utter shit. And um, and then we start to believe that the mud is who we actually are. And and it's not. We're the wellies. Um, we're the oh, that's... Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That is... That's such a lovely note to end on. I really, really relate to that, definitely. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for putting the invitation out there. You're welcome. Where can we find you? Uh, the best place to find me is uh, on my website, which is thehappinessclub.co.uk. Um, details on there of everything that I do. I'm on all kinds of social media, some that I don't even understand. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a wide range these days. <laughs> Way too much. But generally, I'm on social media as Joe Happiness Howard. So if you want to look me up that way, that's cool too. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and your wisdom and your happiness and your love today. Thank you for having me.